not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Get along. Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody. This is going to be a very short and sweet one because it's been too long and I was going to have to be another day late and I realized I'm always just not wanting to not give you the length that you need. And it's a problem I've had in my personal life for a long time as well. I'm kidding. Everybody knows. Everybody's happy in that department, okay? Everyone's happy, okay? We uh, have no problem in that department, okay? I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you that. Lots of problems in the country department and how the country is running Okay, brain trust. Okay, uh, which, but I wanted to get this in because we just need to check in about the state of the world, and I'd, better, I'd, I'd rather do short messages than long messages. And so, um, that had come up. Oh, sorry, I'm driving home, so I got distracted for a second by the by the drivingness. I know where we're going now. Thank you, sweetie. My girlfriend's in the car, and she is telling me as I requested her to not never get the point anyway. <laughs> She's miming her eyes out over here, and it's enjoyable and distracting, and I asked for it, and it's my fault. And I'm a bad person for asking. And she's, she's miming agreement now. <laughs> that was a very detailed nod. Found a very pretty face, so, you know, even judgmental facial expressions regarding things that I do are pleasant to look at. And I'm such a lovely person. And she kind of bought that, kind of didn't, with like a half nod. If you want to laugh out loud, that's loud. Laughing is not directional. Anyway, the point is, um, uh, <laughs> I didn't say you had to be quiet. I just said, don't say things about, anyway, about God. I really, <laughs> I digress to a degree. Oh, my God. My point being, we're fucked. But we're getting better. There's rays of hope. And so that's nice. <laughs> I really hope Bridget Woodbury tweets that exact quote. Because it's about all we got. It's just like a, ah, fucking A. But at the same time, hopefully. And that's how that is. So my point being, uh, Trump demoted Steve Bannon today. And that's very good news. Um supposedly only had him there to keep an eye on Michael Flynn, Trump's original national security advisor, who of course resigned for lying about his contact with the Russians. Which certainly begs the question, why did uh, Trump have to put a political advisor on the Security Council, unprecedented have a political advisor making war and peace decisions and being involved in that discussion and military decisions? To have an eye on somebody else you're appointing. 
That means he didn't trust Flynn. Trump didn't trust Flynn from the beginning. He appointed a guy who he had to hire an extra guy to keep an eye on him. I mean, does that just not prove right off the bat that Trump's judgment is just flawed at the very best? He's got flawed judgment. The guy apparently took three hours ranting about who to fire on each episode of The Apprentice. Say, producers I know that worked on the show. And they had to edit it down to like three minutes. He had to deliberate for three hours figuring out who to fire between fucking Dennis Rodman, if he was on that. I think he was. And fucking other people who were on it. So clearly my knowledge of The Apprentice is limited. I'd like to make that point out loud. But the point being... Who were the people that were on The Apprentice, baby? I never watched that sick-ass show, so... Sick-ass? Well, that's the use of the word ass in a way. Like, like that? Does that mean good or bad? Um, it means bad. Sick-ass means bad, but I always thought the word sick means good. It's like, that was a sick yeah, show. A sick-ass sick show. I literally mean, like, ill. It was just... Oh, God. I saw his mental instability on that show. Really? Oh, wow. Terrible. You knew he was mentally unstable just from The Apprentice? Oh, absolutely. From the, from the not watching it that you did, so just the g- cursory glances, you felt he was mentally unstable? Yeah, I only saw those those glimpses of the, the, the like commercials, previews for his show, and I was like, it, it didn't look enjoyable whatsoever. It just, it looked ill. I saw his, his, his dictator ways very early on. Really? Very intuitive. You thought he'd become a dictator? Before he was even a politician, you thought this guy's scary and should be avoided. Absolutely. Really? But you thought he might be a dictator? Yeah. He, he was one of those men that I avoided because they were just, they had a lot of money and were very powerful. And Did I Trump try to hit on you? What do you mean that you avoided in particular? Mm. Did, did you actually meet Trump? No, I never met Trump. Be, that would be amazing. He's like, listen, I know you're with Glebe, okay, but let me just say that I've got eight to twelve billion dollars or two no one knows will release the taxes that's why he won't release it. he just probably doesn't want people knowing he's got way less money than he thinks oh and a lot of the money he does has probably tied up in Russian holdings is that weird that is strange stuff Russian holdings god damn the point is he finally thanks to one sane person it seems that Trump appointed one of the appointments everybody seems to like H.R. McMaster, who is his new national security advisor, a very well across the aisle on both sides of the political spectrum, respected man and former general. Do you call someone a former general? There's a general for life. I don't know if if that works kind of like president or coach. Like you always going to say, hey, this is Coach Jones. Once you've been a coach. Even when you retire, people are going to still call you coach. Absolutely. That's what I believe yeah, to be true. I don't think you lose your general status. I don't think you lose your general status. You're a general. There's a general on time called general. Isn't that a commercial? Yeah. You don't say former general. You don't That's say former like, general. You say general, general, maybe general emeritus. Hmm. Or general parentheses, chilling now. Close yeah. parentheses. You are very good at, going back to sick-ass terminology, you're very good at, at modern lingo better than I am. And I appreciate that you bring that youthful exuberance into my life. Yeah. What up, millennials? I'm here to translate. That's right. Jacqueline is here to translate for all of you. Um, Jacqueline Yunez, everybody. The one and only. This is my debut. On the podcast. Yeah, I guess it is. Oh my gosh. What's up, brain trust? I guess that's true, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess I, I didn't th- decide to introduce the brain trust to you when I started recording. I decided during the recording. Yeah. Also, you, I felt so bad about all the miming that you had to be, <laughs> be doing. And the silent laughing. The silent laughing hurt me as a comedian. I'm like, I want to hear that laugh. I need that laugh. Someone's here, and I can't have the world not know that you're laughing. Yeah, I almost couldn't breathe because I was like... Because it was that good, right? I was hyperventilating. It was bit. that good. Fuck, I like that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I mean, what a pair we make. You know what I mean? She understands what I bring to the table. She appreciates it. She, and and then she what she brings to the table, one of the world's better mimes. Appreciate that. You're one of the greats. A lot of people say about... Like when it comes to miming, it's you, Marcel Marceau, and that's the only two mimes that anybody knows. Ever. I didn't even know Marcel Marceau. No, he's old. He's retired. Billy the Mime is actually pretty amazing. I recommend you look him up on YouTube if he's on there. I'll do that right now. You should probably take the car out of sport mode now that I'm just aimlessly wandering around the town to not have the recording environment shift during this brief podcast. What was the point? Also, I never put the button on because... You know, when the world's crumbling, it's hard to maintain your focus on just one thing. There are a lot of ducks you got to get in a row. Got the ducks in a row. Duckins in a row. Duckins. A lot of T's you have to cross, and I's you have to dot. Right. But no one does either anymore because we all type on screens, and they do the dotting and the crossing for you. Sure. And I wish somebody would do the dotting and the crossing for Trump on his signature. Whenever he signs, it literally just looks like a bunch of loops. I don't even think he knows how to write. Maybe somebody, maybe just release the taxes because we'd see that he ha- he actually doesn't know how to write. Maybe you know you fill in your own taxes. He's like, he's like, I had four last year. Last year I made four. And they're like four what, Mr. Trump? Four. It's a great number. It's one of the basic numbers. A lot of people only can count to three. A lot of presidents. I don't know that. Lot of people think don't know this. Barack Obama could only count to three. It's very sad. Very embarrassing. Okay. So he has to go to four? He counts to four. What, what the fuck? Why does he have to one-up everyone? <laughs> oh, Literally, man. in that case, one-upping. Very strong question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, but my overarching point here is that, luckily, there's some adult in the administration, H.R. McMaster, said just today or yesterday when you hear this to President Trump, Flynn's gone. No longer necessary to have the guy here who was hired to look after him. Like he's a babysitter for our national security advisor. So please no longer have unprecedentedly, for the first time in American history, a political advisor here in the situation room hearing every bit of whether we're deciding to make strikes in other nations or not. Especially not when that guy is known for having philosophies literally about the world ending, the fourth turning of, of world history where he believes his role and believes we should be speeding up getting to the next cleansing historical turn which will come after great destruction. That's probably the exact guy you don't want in the Situation Room saying the president, I think we should bomb North Korea as we've been ratcheting up our attentions towards North Korea this week. Probably should not have that guy in the room suggesting that Bashar al-Assad's a good guy when he's gassing his people because he's probably who influenced Trump who said the other day, just a day I believe, one day before Assad gassed his people again Trump said, look um, I think he's uh, fine and we're going to shift our opinion on him 
we could live, I think, with Bashar al-Assad again showing he has horrible judgment and knowledge of the political scene and no detailed knowledge beyond that of just people who casually watch cable news as he does. But he watches a lot, incessantly, actually. So he maybe doesn't retain it well on account of he can only count to four. Probably his memory retention of high-level political theories isn't of the greatest caliber either. Perhaps. You understand? Um... So, um, that guy's been ousted, and the very same day, after it seems again proven that again Assad gasses people with chemical weapons, which is showing, again, as I predicted on this podcast a long time ago, that he still has chemical weapons. No one's mentioning that part. We're supposed to have already cleared all the chemical weapons out of Syria, the big compromise that Obama's administration did with Russia that John Kerry helped institute last second after Obama already put his red line in place, and I agree with Republican criticisms of Obama on that. That was showing weakness, for sure. But Trump, for some reason, instead of trying to be our nation's leader and be steadfast, prefers to continually have these partisan fights which just divide our nation over and over and over again and keep the vitriol up and the name the, the blame naming up. So you're the president. People are going to criticize you. That's happened to every single president ever. Move the fuck on and fucking actually try to take seriously the issues so you'd know the day you don't need to wait till another gassing to literally come out there. And Trump, almost exact quote, basically said in a joint press conference today, said, look, it really made an impression of me and changed my mind to see the, in the death of innocent children. I really am starting to realize that we cannot tolerate this. You're starting to realize it now. The world has been aware of that for some time now, bro. That he's an evil murderer. The same videos, way worse, came out way worse than that. A few years ago, and that's why we decided to make that red line that we didn't hold up to. So yeah, it's a fair criticism that Obama was a little weak in taking decisive action to fix this problem, but also he was following through his promises to have a smaller footprint in the world and not make every problem our problem and not put boots on the ground and I made it more of a conundrum as to how to execute it. But still, I do agree, you don't make a red line and then back off it as a president. But also it shows adult, mature, evolved thinking to maybe say, okay, yes, I said the words red line, but then an opportunity arose to to reevaluate. So I don't hate that Obama did it. It was not the savviest move of his career, but Obama still stands by it and I don't disagree fully that that was bad to be able to shift policy on something so important as attacking another country and there's innocent lives that get lost every time you do that and so if you can find a last minute 12th hour solution great also it should the term should be 24th hour solution we live on a 24 hour clock in most of the world these days so it's not military time although i guess in that one particular case it is military time and so i take it back 12th hour is perfect and appropriate point being um by the way, my girl's on the phone doing millennial stuff, texting. Don't think she stopped laughing. She loves it still, okay? She just has to get on that phone. I can't criticize that because I live on this fucking phone. I live on it. We all know that. You know, doesn't live on it. HR McMaster is too busy situation rooming and trying to pull our nation back from the brink of disaster. McMaster, a great fucking name, by the way. HR McMaster is who you want as your national security advisor. Not Michael Flynn, who every photo of him, he looks like he's looking over his shoulder at, or like across the room at, furtively at somebody wondering if they overheard his 
secretive plans in every photo. Google Michael Flynn and just look every picture. He's looking over one of his shoulders across the room lengthwise, widthwise. You understand my point? I'd like, did anybody hear me say that? The guy's shifty even when he gets his photo taken. Like, how about just don't say weird national secret slash things you're plotting with the Russians while you're at, like, a public press event, at least. Let them get a clean shot or two of you smiling like a normal human. Google it. I really recommend that. And please post as many photos as you can find of Michael Flynn. Hashtag it. Michael Flynn. Always creepy in photos. And then you have to also go, go at last week on Earth. And hashtag brain trust if you can fit it. And just add a couple words of your own flavor there too so I can find these and I'll um, find a way to... I'll retweet the favorite, my favorite ones. At Ben Glebe on Twitter. Um, and maybe I know you're on social media a lot and I admire that. I really do. Thank you're actually you. one of the few millennials that does not do that. I take pride in that. In my resistance. That's your, that's your resistance. That's the real resistance. Yep. Trump also plus... Fuck Instagram. I'm trying to be as least like Trump as possible. Ooh, that's a good goal for all of us. We should. That's what the resistance should be, is just to be at, at all turns, be as not like Trump as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you looking up Flynn pics? Yeah. Look, even with like, a, with, with like his wife, he looks creepy as fucking looking over his eyes shiftily across the room. Oh, can I tweet this at you? Yes, please. I never tweet, though. That would be weird. Then just text it to me, and I'll tweet it if you prefer. Okay, good. Your call. Um, so... My point being, my girl's got my phone number, you guys, so I'm pretty lucky. Um, the point is, luckily we have one adult in the room, because it has now been proven with... Oh, and lastly, on the point of the press conference, and now Trump's saying, now I've been convinced. You don't have to personally see something on your own president clock to understand who's good and who's bad in the world if you're learning even your your opinion of every world leader in the moment you are severely fucking up and are not and just proving again you do have no business running the country that's what should be impeachable to not know who's good and bad you know what i mean to not have a clear fucking sense of who is good and who is bad at least and need to reassess that every day how are you going to react appropriately during a crisis. Quickly, pull up the Wikipedia page. I know the nukes are coming. Quickly, explain to me who this Assad is. I need to quickly decide if we're on his side or not on his side. It's fucking bananas. And instead, he made the villain necessity again to say, but Obama was weak by not getting rid of this guy. What, what do you mean? You just yesterday said you also were cool with not getting rid of him. So literally nothing you say is consistent or makes sense. Then he accuses Susan Rice former Obama cabinet member of being the one who wiretapped and released info about Trump. You're cracking your neck again and it's so creepy. I talked over it so I don't think the home audience heard it. It's bananas how she cracks her neck. If you got one more in you, I'll shut up for it. Oh, I could try. Ow! Ow! Uh, I mean, holy shit, those were good enough. (laughs) I hope I didn't lose every listener during that. I hope not. Oh, my God. It's quite addicting, actually. I would never do it. I'll just eat spicy foods, and that'll be our our separate things. Mm -hmm. No, pickles. I really do it for me. I can't believe it. You don't eat pickles. It's really strange. 
don't like pickles unless they're fried. It's like, then you, well, I guess fried does get rid of the taste of a lot of things. But let me just wrap this up as we, oh, I got to do the jokes too. I will do the jokes. I'm going to give you the floor in a second to say whatever you want while I look up my tweet. Oh, can you look up my tweet um, that I did about a week ago now? Probably literally six or seven days ago. It might be eight. So you can scroll all the way till it says so many days and find where I tweeted to the Brain Trust. Um, it says, hashtag Twitter answers in the tweet. Tell me your favorite joke. So I wanted to have some levity in this podcast. I wanted it to be all light. I'm going to try and do one soon where it's all light. And I want to see the responses. So, um, rounding out those points, at least we have somebody trying to keep us from the brink, but unfortunately, our president literally is proving at every single turn he has no military knowledge, no real international affairs knowledge, no real great skill at choosing the right people, is having to shift major positions back and forth constantly, is angry, is... Uh, short-tempered, is impetuous, watches more news and tweets more than he seems to care about or know about policy, which is just provable fact by all of the points I just made. This man is a grave danger to our republic, I'm sorry to say. I know that's very deep and dark to say before I read fun jokes. But it was way before that killed thing, I think, baby. It was going to be probably on Monday of last week, so it might even be that day? ten days ago or nine I days ago. Down there, it'll be there, it. or just put it. It'll be there. I mean, probably right before all that, maybe even. Um, if not, you can put hashtag Twitter answers and search that way. But I still think it mm, probably wouldn't be that far back. Anyway, I don't know really. Just do hashtag Twitter answers and try to find it that way. Um, sorry for that distraction, guys. But you can see how, like, you know, polite and open communication works in a relationship. Didn't you feel like I, I presented that to you in a nice, patient way while still getting the information across efficiently? Or are you fuming inside? I'm not fuming at all. See, she's so sweet. Thank you, baby. baby. You're so sweet. That was the first time I've ever kissed anybody in this podcast. Really? Just so you know. Oh my god, I feel so fucking special right now. I take it back. Andy Dick and I made out briefly. God damn it. I'm kidding. Thank it's god. It's kind of hot though. No, no. Alright, tone it back. Tone it back. Okay. Tone it back. Um, we all know that. Two girls kissing hot. Two guys kissing not hot. Unless you're a gay guy, then it's hot to you. But the bonus you get with two girls kissing is that it's hot to, gr to gay girls and it's hot to straight people. It's hot to everybody. It is. Now, some straight people might find two gays, two gays, two gay guys kissing <laughs> hot. I'm not saying it's not a thing that exists. I'm sure it does. I know Sometimes it does. Sometimes I watch gay porn. Two men? You know, maybe, like, once in a while. Really? I switch it up. Uh, that kind of makes sense to me, too, because you're attracted to men. Right. So it's like the lesbian porn for women, essentially. Right. It makes a yeah, little bit of sense. Yeah, watch lesbian porn, women watch gay porn. It makes a little bit of sense to me. Like, those body parts attract you, and so, seeing more of them, why not? Right. I get it. I've never thought of it. And I'm somewhat relieved that it's just once in a while. <laughs> 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 but I respect uh, it. Point being, the point I just made. I can't watch these, babe. I can't find them. You can't find it? No. Oh, you, wait, you're definitely missing it. Yep, tell it me a joke. Like, 
There Two it is. Two and a half weeks ago, babe. Okay, I can grab it from there, babe, but thank you. Okay, so... Um, two and a half weeks ago, was it? No, has it been that much time since I've done the podcast? Oh my God. Wow. I apologize, Brain Trust, for being such a bum. I've been busy with other stuff, wasn't it? It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I'm really sorry. That's my bad. Fuck. That's a bummer. Anyway, um, the resistance is not futile. It's necessary. I think my slogan's going to be if no panties and jeans is so necessary, then the resistance is much more necessary. I think we have to live by that motto. Have to. So, um, we gotta get him out because he proves in every aspect he doesn't know what he's doing and he is just a total dick. He literally does not care about us. Oh, and then also this week fucking decided I'm also gonna back Congress deciding the Republican control Congress deciding they're just gonna sell our private information and all of our Google searches and even the GPS tracking location on our phone to companies just for profit I mean under what anything under what rationale or what human based rationale caring at all about people or humanity or the little guy or the underdog would justify in your brain doing that it just proves again his only concern is his own ego and big business his own ego and getting richer and making his rich friends richer and that's incredibly uncool so in domestic issues he's incredibly uncool and giving away our sacred rights quite literally our last shreds of them because privacy has already been so eroded one of the few things we still had was where we're going on the web at least not being sold. It can be tracked with ads, but they're not, they can't like actively know it based on people and, and based on in individuals and where we go on, where we're going in our lives. We always have our phones with us. So essentially the ultimate big brother, the ultimate establishment of big brother in literally the government now can follow us at all times if this gets approved fully. And I forgive that I haven't had the t- haven't had the time to dive it deep enough into that story to know if it officially it's been passed or not. You know, I haven't read anything big on it, so I don't think it has been. But but they're reading everything big on us, aren't they? They they're, are. They're following us. They could have followed us right now. What's that car behind me? Oh, it's your car. Just <laughs> parked to the side. Thank God. Um, so the point uh, is that in domestic policy. He doesn't care about those that need caring about. And in international policy, he doesn't know good from evil or right from wrong. And he won't even let us know about his personal life. So in every respect, we don't know what to make of the guy. I take that back. We do know what to make of him, but we don't know. We don't get anything positive out of his presidency. Where are the jobs you're promising? Where is anything? Where's your border wall? That funding is held up. Where's your extreme vetting? Oh, it's unconstitutional what you wanted to do? Well, you can't have that. So he hasn't done anything of any value for anybody. And honestly, I hope the Republicans realize very soon that even they, and I I think maybe even since we last spoke, Healthcare, his healthcare bill got knocked down. I think it was in the last two weeks, which was another bit of great news because he was literally trying to 
do another thing to just benefit big business, just to say that you could repeal and replace Obamacare because it's a Republican talking point and a Trump talking point forever, instead of just fixing the parts that aren't good, literally just trying to to say, I did it, now it's called Trump care. And because of that, 24 million Americans would have lost their health care. That's even killing people here at home. Truly, it would kill humans. It would kill American citizens. You'd be killing them. And the Republicans would be killing them just to say, we repealed it. No, just fix it. Enough about putting your name on shit. This isn't Trump buildings. These aren't buildings, Mr. President. These are lives. You don't need your, tr- your name on our lives. Just do what's best for us. And do what's best for other countries. And guess what? Your big dumb ego will be satisfied that way because you will be loved if you do nice good things for us. If you do shitty bad non-things for us, you will be hated. That's not what you want, is it? Is it Joseph Stalin? That's maybe the most appropriate use of that term than I have I have used in a long time. Apologies once more to Chris Carter, who runs at UK Brain Trust, which you all should follow, the British Bureau of this podcast, who lives in Blackpool, England, for not doing the Thunder Round again. I'm too rushed. I have to pack for a trip. I'm heading to the Sacramento Punchline. Tomorrow I will be there, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night, April 6th through 8th, with Justine Marino at Justine Machine on Twitter, opening for me. Uh, as she just did recently in, where was it? That Justine opened for me? Lake Tahoe. In Lake Tahoe at the Improv. Um, so please get tickets at BenGlebe.com. And then next weekend, again, Justine's opening for me. It'll be Justine's birthday this Friday, by the way. I'm going to four for birthday celebration, strangely. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, it's a little it's one too many. Or two too many. Three too many. <laughs> I love you, babe. You're the cutest. <laughs> um, uh, but I'll be in Denver. First time at Comedy Works. It's one of the best clubs in the country. In south, south of Denver, slightly south of Denver, at Comedy Works. Um, next weekend, Thursday through Sunday. So the week, it's like something like whatever it is, like the 14th through 17th or something like that. 15th or 17th. I'll be at Comedy Works in Denver. Please get tickets at BenGlebe.com. They're coming to Atlanta at the end of June and then to Tampa in August, in September and August. I think I'm coming now to St. Louis to the Funny Bone again. That's just been announced. Not announced, but announcing it here because the brain trust gets all kind of scoops. Be part of the conversation on the podcast. Follow at Last Week on Earth, hashtag brain trust. And uh, now, oh, also, of course, please watch Idiot Test airing every Thursday at 10 and 10.30, brand new episodes. I'm a little busy, guys. I mean, I'm, I have brand two episodes of our Brain Teaser Game Show every single week coming at you. Please watch them. Please watch Neurotic Gangster. It's still airing on Showtime. If you've never seen it, please actually do get the 30-day free trial. It's worth it, people. Thank you, baby. And that's my girlfriend saying that, so she's being objective. I'm not. <laughs> I promise. You believe it? You promise that you actually mean it? Yeah. I even showed it to my dad. My dad even liked it. And he's very conservative. Trump supporter. Uh, I wouldn't say a supporter. Oh, okay. He just didn't vote for... Yeah. People on both sides of the aisle, for sure, would love my, would love my stand-up comedy, I think. And I know, because I see that from them all the time across the country. And there's no politics in that special, by the way, either. It's a very cute picture of your dog there, by the way. Thank you. Your dog is very, very cute. I'm very proud of him. Um, so do all that. 
and follow me on uh, I'm doing Instagram stories still all the time my kazoo career is taking off I just did a 20 minute uh, impromptu performance at the improv lab with Craig Robinson my dear friend uh, I was on kazoo he was on piano we rocked the house it was a great show the improv tweeted that it was a legendary performance you would have seen a clip of it on my Instagram story they call the performance of a lifetime they call it. they didn't say legendary performance of a lifetime it's almost better than legendary right of a lifetime means like once maybe twice like once in 86 years I'm gonna live to 117 well yeah now that you're you know not eating sugar right that's another thing I don't think I've told you all about I'm vegan for the last three weeks zero sugar for the last four weeks including even fruit other than occasionally a small handful of blueberries in my oatmeal in the morning that I'm actually cooking and preparing and mostly gluten free it is, in, and no alcohol for the last almost four, or last over four weeks now. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I don't feel great. <laughs> I don't feel better. And one of the only things you can order at restaurants is French fries because it's not, doesn't have gluten or uh, sugar or animal products. And so I'm eating lots of French fries and I'm like the only vegan who's getting fatter as a vegan. I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm kind of teetering back and forth with my weight. I'm eating a lot of french fries We're supposed to be on a healthy ass diet a lot of fries. But I look really great And you're so attra- more attracted to me every day Yeah, I think so I think it's working I did not for me feel, I did not feel for you hard in me. that I didn't feel hard in that It's hard, it's a podcast It's, it's... Okay, but it's me. I felt like you were like, yeah I felt like almost you just felt like you had to say yes No, you no, can say no. You, you can better. say no I feel like you may be a little, a little more fit Since we first met Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, skinnier for sure. Skinnier, sure. But um, yeah. I don't think it's it's not very noticeable because I see you almost every day. Fair. So it's it's just one of those things. But you do look great, honey. Yeah, I feel like the other day you said I looked a lot skinnier. You did notice it when you didn't see me for like three days. Yeah, but that's because I think you gained weight and then lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Your weight fluctuates. <laughs> Yeah, I mean today, today I I, I wanted to attack you today because you look better than ever today. One of the great attractive men, like a Roman sculpture, like a Greek, Greco Roman sculpture. Yeah, the naked ones where you see their balls. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yep, my balls have lost a lot of weight. My balls have really trimmed down. Hit it right there on the nose. Balls on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Um, on that note, please open that phone up one more time and I will read uh, a bunch of jokes. We can end up in a fun mood. I asked y'all to just tell me a joke so we could lighten it up. Um, Pear Bear, our old friend Pear Bear 91 says, New study reveals ibuprofen can cause fatal heart attack. Well, that takes care of my headache. <laughs> nice. Um... Leslie at Lil Jersey Devil. When I was a child, my fish jumped out of the tank while I slept and died on the floor. It's your basic fish out of water story. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Lava ASAP Ronti says President Trump. Yep, I said that in my act. Trump's president. That's the whole joke. Yeah. You you want to read a couple? I'm just going upwards. You can read this one. It's an old favorite of mine I used to tell in my life because I tell bad jokes sometimes. This one right here? Yeah. Christopher Hale 
says, uh, what do you call a deer with no eyes? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. That's a pretty good one. What do you call a deer with, with, with bad vision? Um, a, a bad idea. A bad idea. What else we got here? Uh, Shannon Jervis, you want to read that? What? That's okay. Sure, why not? Shannon Jervis. I mean, it gets a little serious, but she takes it funny. Shannon Jervis. I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis on April Fool's Day in 2010 while pregnant with twins. Life equals funny. That's tough. I like that you can see it with a sense of humor, and your handle is Mom of Wonder Twin. So that's pretty awesome. I love that. You seem like a very nice person. Thanks for being part of the Brain Trust. Thomas Carson, what's the difference between a girl in church and a girl in a bathtub? The girl in church has hope in her soul. Do not understand that. It's very serious. I do understand it. Well, I think because um, a girl in the bathtub has soap in her hole. Hope in her soul and soap in her hole. That's funny. Good job. I'm reading it like on in the, on the fly, so it's hard to enjoy it and read it. Exactly. No, I get it. Um, want to read the next one? Uh, Master Longfellow says, quote... So that was what my, my nickname in high school. Was it really? Yep, they that called me that on account of my enormous enormous penis. That, that's, <laughs> that's only part of me not losing weight Oh, that's diet. where the Longfellow came from. Yep. Okay, I get it. Uh, Master Longfellow would like to come out to play. Can Master Longfellow have a quick respite from his homework? Sorry. It's just... Okay, we'll just continue. Uh, <laughs> quote, I quit. Boz says I need two weeks notice for that. Told him, okay, in two weeks you'll notice that I'm gone. It's more of like a popsicle stick joke. It is a little bit. Um, what I else we those, got? By the way. Yeah, I do like them. What do you, Gian Cannon says, what do you call an angry witch? Ribbit. I don't get it. Do you get it? An angry witch? I don't get that one. I don't understand that at all. Please explain that to us in hashtag Twitter answers. Um, okay, what else we got? Um, I knew I... Hey, our old friend Jay Cervello that created that great song about the podcast and and a great, awesome song about me and my career. It's pretty dope. I need to find it and play it for you, baby, and you'll probably be not very interested in it. But <laughs> I take it back. You're very supportive, but I feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad. Thank you, baby. I enjoy it. I knew a guy had a dog with no legs. He called it a cigarette. Every morning he took it out for a drag. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty solid. This is similar to this joke here. I can't say it out loud because it's too dirty, but it's one of my favorite because of how bad it is. Um, Tony Clifton jokes, an old guest on this podcast. If you want to look it up yourself, you can go to Robin L. Posavitz at girlwonder23 with no vowels. Check that out. Um, here we go a pair somebody put a picture of a joke so it's a little longer who is it this is uh, Natasha and a bunch of numbers I'm not going to read them it's too many a parrot swallows a Viagra tablet his owner disgusted puts him in the freezer to cool off later when he opens the freezer he finds the parrot sweating how come you're sweating he asks the parrot replies do you know how hard it is to open the legs of a frozen chicken wow Wow. You thought the other one was dirty. Yeah, the parrot fucked a f dead frozen chicken. 
That's why I'm vegan, people. Chicken is murder. Go ahead and eat parrot meat like you always do, eating chicken and parrot meat all the damn time. Hmm. Well, that's a pretty interesting one. It's political. I like that it's political. At Irish Deneen says, We refer to U.S. agencies using acronyms, CIA, FBI, NSA, etc., but not the Secret Service as the SS. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. It's kind of creepy, huh? A little bit. Um, oh, my God. It's pretty funny. Even though it involves something pretty graphic and me, it's a pretty funny payoff. Josh Eldridge goes, How do you make a duck into a soul singer? Put it into the microwave until it's Bill Withers. <laughs> Bill Withers is a great soul singer. Now I'm torn for the end song between Bill Withers' Ain't No Sunshine till she's gone, when she's gone. Although we should rewrite that for Trump, which would be, Ain't no sunshine till he's gone. Oh, that's a good one. Boom, boom, boom. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Ain't only darkness every day. Everyone sing along. Boom, boom, boom. Ain't no sunshine till he's gone. And the White House just ain't no home until Trump goes away. Boom, boom, boom. sunshine till he's gone and the White House just ain't no home until Trump goes away I hope you soon that he's gone the first person ever I discovered this on stage live with Craig to sing through a kazoo it's my own kind of auto-tune no one's ever done it, I don't think, in history. And it's my move. And it's how I'm taking my kazoo life. And just go hashtag kazoo life to follow me on Instagram stories and, and on Twitter. But it's it's real for me. I got the kazoopies all over me. But your kazoo groupies, obviously. And uh, I'm talking through the kazoo like no one ever did. Doing that shit like I was blue in the kazoo and Jew. Doing what I do. Hitting it from the ones and twos. the ones and twos on my lips and my tongue. Because I'm hitting it. Doing that shit like I was young. Like I was young MC. Doing that shit like I was free to be. as badass kazoo player to ever did be. You see? You hear me? Coming through the kazoo. Ooey! Ooby Dooey walking around like I was Louie or Huey or his uncle McScroogey jumping into the room full of coins. Yeah. DuckTales. <laughs> and a couple last jokes before we wrap this thing out for the evening. And the rest of the jokes uh, will be shared next week because I like this doing jokes. It's a good way to, you know, put some levity in. Yeah, lighten the mood after after talking about the shittiness of our country for sure and do you have a joke like an old favorite of yours from your life that you would like to share mm. is it still on it baby why'd you turn it off oh i don't did you want to back then? i want to do a couple more jokes i hope it didn't go away oh no did it go away we're gonna have to leave you guys hanging until next week then don't worry about it ah, don't worry shit. about it I'm it's sorry. probably the right time to end it because i was gonna make it short i never do bridget woodbury always says you're never gonna make it short you're never gonna make it short and she's right i don't make it short oftentimes and i should and i feel bad that i don't um and I never, I never, no, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do that, I want to do something, I want to do something different. Can I say this for a second? Can I say this for a second? No. Why? Why can't I see it? 
What are you going to do? I want to see something for one second on your phone. Okay. You mind? I mean, okay. What's, what, is that weird? No. No, no, no. What is there, secret codes happening here? Yeah, I have so many secret things happening. Well, you text them. What are you trying to hide from me? What are you trying to hide from me? I'm texting you, dude. Why do you want me to see your phone? That was weird. Was it weird? Kinda. I'm sorry. Why'd you freak out about that? No, I didn't. A little bit you did. What are you trying to do? I don't know. Don't worry about it. It's supposed to be a surprise, and I have to talk about it. Oh, shit. And it I'm can't sorry. be a surprise, okay, for Christ's no, no, no. sake. We won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. That was our first fight. That wasn't a fight. I'm kidding. It was not a fight. <laughs> we have never fought, though. We have never had a fight. Isn't that crazy? That's wonderful. Yeah, I feel bad because we're trying to like non-verbally communicate, and it's hard while doing that on a podcast. <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, the, the mime has to break the mime streak. You understand the point. I get it. More jokes will come next week. Um, but something I would like to uh, clearly explain to the whole brain trust is that, oh, I don't even know what that thought was going to be. What I was going to ask you, Jack, is what, um, do you have any good jokes? Any favorite joke from your childhood or your life that you would like to share with everybody? Oh, shit. Um, let me think. Hmm. Well, she thinks I've got one for everybody that I enjoy a lot. Um, it's not really that good of a joke. Okay, I'll tell it. Well, I just went through my three faves. Mm, which way do you want to go? Do I want to tell the, the Jew, the rabbi, and the priest? I mean, the Jew, the rabbi, and the priest. The rabbi, the minister, and the priest that are all trying to figure out ways, ways to give money to God? Or um, the one where the guy is going walking through a desert and uh, he hasn't had sex in a long time, so he decides to try to have sex with his camel? Hmm. I shouldn't have to ask, make you answer that while you are trying to think of your own joke. That's not fair of me. Well, no, but I know I, I was actually thinking about that second joke about the camel. Um, I just got a weird visual in my head. That's meant, what it's meant to do. Yeah. That's the main thing it's meant to do, really. Right, like hump and humps or some shit. I guess I'll just tell that one. Okay. Uh oh. I was trying to tell a joke. I was not trying to play Annie Lennox walking on broken glass. I was just trying to tell a simple joke about a guy trying to make love to a camel because he's horny in the desert. Thanks, Annie. Really nice. So sweet. I can't even have sugar, honey. Or honey. Or honey. Your whole life was grass? Seriously? <laughs> Sean Malkovich in that video. How does she know? She walked on broken glass before? I don't know. It's a very confusing metaphor. And they wear weird wigs, like white Constitution era wigs, powdered wigs. John Malkovich is in the video. Annie Lennox wearing a hijab at one point. They have white makeup and like painted on huge like face moles. It's confusing. I don't understand it to be honest. But the main point I'm trying to make, I have not made probably. I have. There's a lot of craziness going on. I think we covered it actually fairly thoroughly in what is now a 46 minute podcast and it was not short. I'm sorry for just driving aimlessly around the neighborhood, baby. My said it would be like five minutes. I believe plan on them being five minutes. I have no sense of time. I have to pack for those shows. Hashtag Glebe Squad Tour. I'm coming to Sacramento. 
Denver, next two weekends. Please come. Tell your friends. I want to sell these shows out. That'd be cool. I have a new DVD you can get the show uh, with a bunch, 40 of my videos and Instagram stories on it and all kinds of stuff. And all of my Facebook Live shows included on it. And it's a whole CD. It's a double disc set. It's pretty awesome. Um, you can get it only on my shows right now. So come on out. Or have a friend buy it or some shit. I don't know. The point being, so there's a guy walking through the, he's lost in, in the desert. He just has his camel, a little bit of water. He's horny. He's been there for weeks. And eventually he's like, I can't can't go on any longer without having sex I have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make love to my camel so he gets off the camel pulls his gets behind the camel pulls his pants down the camel sees this and runs 10 feet ahead he doesn't want any part of this guy pulls his pants back up chases after the camel finally catches up pulls his pants back down camel runs away again this goes on for hours. The guy keeps chasing after the camel, pulling his pants back down. The camel runs forward. Suddenly, the man sees in the distance this most beautiful woman in the world, most beautiful woman in the world, being attacked, being about to be attacked by this horrible man with a huge long sword. He goes over there, kills the guy, cuts his head off, and saves the beautiful woman's life. The beautiful woman says, Oh my God, you just saved my life. I will do anything to repay you. He goes, anything? She goes, truly, anything you want. He goes, would you hold my camel? He keeps running away. <laughs> Just kind of hold him in place if you can. <laughs> I love that joke so much. <laughs> oh my God. Do you have one? I heard that and I think I was like probably 12 or 13 and it's one of my favorite jokes to this day. Um... Oh, uh, shoot. Okay, I have one. It's really dumb. Okay, good. It's a food joke. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I hope it doesn't involve any animal products. You know I'm a vegan now, baby. Hashtag vegan life. No, but it does have gluten, so I apologize. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I can deal with that. I'm just a sometimes gluten-free guy. Um, what do you call fake spaghetti? What? What? An impasse. Uh. <laughs> oh my god that is a popsicle uh. stick joke 100 percent. i love that one an impasta that's cute that's <laughs> really scary. cute i like that a lot i like that a lot baby i like that medium i like it like a seven six to seven out of ten it's cute. It's a cute one. You said it really cute. You like really like really sold it with your an impasta. <laughs> I was really into it. Yeah, if you like didn't, although it could, it could work real dry as well, Todd Berry style. What do you call a fake spaghetti? An impasta. Maybe your way is better. I just think the way you do stuff is so cute in general. Aww. Thank you so much, and and, and you're the most handsome, Greco-Roman like. I've ever seen and also a great man. Wow. Is I, it hot in here? Just asking you to repeat. Oh, what? Oh, am I? Oh, okay. I get it. Just, like, just say it. Say act natural and be like, your, your body is like a Greco-Roman statue with the balls and the body and you're also a wonderful man. Um... I have something to say about your body. Oh, baby. Yeah. Really? On the podcast? Yeah. Oh, my like God. A... You're going to embarrass me. Oh, I know. I just I just think it just it came to me. And uh, I just wanted to say, to say it. You have to say it. I have to say it. 
um, that your your body uh-huh. is like a like a like a Greek statue. Greco Roman. Greco Roman. Oh really? Greco Roman. Both. Yeah, both of them, like hybrid. It's uh, really. It's really really good. That's really sweet. Yeah. Like white stone. And like a wonderful man also. Like a wonderful. And you're you're just the most wonderful man. Baby, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Does the statue have balls? The way my body looks? Yeah. Greco-Roman style? Yeah, just those balls. It has the way balls? They stand. The way they are always in one position? Yeah, just that like that like one shoulder up. Uh, Leaves off the other shoulder. Hip, sitting into a hip, you have to. Yeah. Kind of like one ball gets tilted up a little higher than the other that way. Yeah. Give it a little perspective artistically. Right. Because nobody important. has symmetrical balls. Yeah. So why why try? Exactly. It's the most realistic depiction. It, it, I mean, it's you. It's the way I am. It's the way I stand. Yeah. One foot up on a step. One foot with the common man. Yeah. If I didn't know any better, I'd think you were a, a statue model. See, that, that's really sweet. That's really, really sweet of you. And that came from the heart, you can tell. That's for, Thank you, baby. You're so welcome. Oh my God. Love you, mean it. That's so sweet. That's, that's so very sweet. It's a short-lived talk show. Um, could it could last longer? I wanted it to last a long time. It didn't. But not every show makes it. Other shows do make it. True. But he's not suffering. Two Bro Girls, one of the most popular shows like in the world. Did you know that? It's crazy. Most popular shows in the world, and it's a really funny show. Gosh, I wish I made a lot of money for being broke. <laughs> Strong point. Strong point. Maybe you should. You know what? Interestingly, I don't think your joke did have gluten in it. It was fake spaghetti. Fake spaghetti. It's gluten-free pasta. Baby, you do love me. I do. Wow. On that note, until last week, next week, this. Has most definitely been last week on Earth. Well, we knew he and the boy for real make beautiful music. He is to the East Coast with Snoopers, to the West Coast with faces the Houston. Young hove in the house is so necessary. No bra with that blouse is so necessary. No panties and jeans, that's so necessary. And why you front on me? Is that necessary? Do I? To you, look like a lame. Who to understand a bra with a mean shoe game? Who's up on that, 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 and Vera Wang? Are you insane? That's just what you want me to do. Change clothes and go. You know I say, fresh to death, water from the projects, and I'ma take you to the top of the globe. Let's go. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.